Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're live with Rachel and Kate. Spiritual Speak. Hello, everyone. Rachel and I are here with you today, and we are so excited to be talking with you about the power and energy of the moon. Um, today is going to be a full moon here in the U.S. And Rachel, is it? Is it? Um, did you have a full moon last night, or is it today? Or how does that work over there? You're so far away. <laughs> well, it went. Hi, everyone. By the way, um, yeah, it went full at ten twenty-six this morning, British time. So, but last night the moon was amazing here. It was so big and it looked perfectly full late last night. So, yeah, it, we are at the peak of its power right now. Mm. Mm. And it is so incredibly powerful. You know, I, I remember as a child hearing about, you know, how things happen when the moon is full and, you know, like police are busier and, and people are just a little wacko. And I didn't really understand any of that and then started kind of looking into it and how the moon affects the tides on our planet. So clearly it's, it's uh, affecting our gravitational pull so that the, the tides go in and out. And that's got to affect our bodies too. What have you learned in your work with the moon? Well, it's, you're absolutely right about the impact it has on us because our bodies are between 75 and 80% water. So when we think about the, the moon as it travels around the Earth every single day, it's actually pulling on the Earth's crust, that gravitational pull every time it passes. So that's what creates the tides. And it has a powerful effect on us. But also it's the same at new moon, actually. I don't know if people really realize that that the effect on the earth and our bodies is equally the same at new moon as it is at full moon. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where, I mean, I know lots of emergency service workers and care workers all over the world, and they all say, including my mum, she works in care, hi mum, that there is definitely more agitation, more admissions, and more activity of an unusual nature around full moon. So there is something to it, definitely. And I find I, myself as well, I mean, I'm particularly affected by the energy of the moon. I don't know if it's because I was born on a full moon, but <laughs> I definitely feel it when it's full more than when it's new. The effects on us as human beings as a whole at full moon is more powerfully physical and mental so the mind and the body are are feeling something whereas at full moon it's more the mind Mm. sorry new moon did i say new moon yeah (laughs) so (laughs) i mean we must be affected at least twice a day when you think about it whether it's whatever phase the moon's in because it also you know the earth spins on its axis every 24 hours so it's bringing the moon constantly up and down in the sky so if the moon's tugging affected the human body, we must be feeling it a couple of times a day. So I think I might start to actually pay attention to that and do my own little research study on that. But hmm. um, even cool. animals get, get, you know, they get injured and they bite more according to vet surgeries. Lions, they usually hunt at night, but after a full moon, they're more likely to hunt during the day. Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. So hmm. it does affect us. And... Um, there's also studies into sleep deprivation as well. The University of Basel in Switzerland have actually done a study um, which suggests that there is a circa clock in humans as well as a circadian rhythm. So the circadian rhythm is the body's own internal clock. So regardless of whether we can see the sun or the moon outside, if we were in a room with no windows, 
our bodies on some level still know that there's something going on and scientists think it might be possibly in the hypothalamus that regulates that circadian rhythm that also does the circulonar effect so we don't sleep as much during a full moon we're more easily disturbed um in our sleep and centuries ago probably made more sense because there wasn't really street lighting and there was probably a lot of light coming in through the window so that would disturb your sleep Mm -hmm. but yeah our ancient ancestors they could have been affected deeply by it too Mm -hmm. yeah well i'm one of those people that when i'm sleepy it doesn't matter if it's daylight or (laughs) nighttime it just doesn't even matter i close my eyes i go to sleep as a matter of fact, when the moon is full, I like to open the window shade as much as possible so that moonlight comes in. Cause so it's kind of like bathing in the moonlight. You know? And my well. husband's always like, how can you sleep with all that light? And I'm like, it's easy. I just close my eyes. Yeah. Oh, I'm the same. I love to see the moon. And I'm very lucky that when it's full moon, the way our cottage is positioned, we get to see it sail across the sky completely. Um, from from our garden so I'm often out there with my astronomical binoculars having a good look at the surface of the moon and you know it, it has a powerful effect on me and I think a lot of people <clears throat> excuse me listening in might feel the same but when you actually just stare at the moon intentionally you're drawing down its energy and you can set that intention that you wish that light whether it's just you know representation in your mind of something or whether you actually feel something powerful by setting that intention of moon gazing our ancestors did it there's a reason we can actually just allow that energy in to nurture us to sustain us and it also can feed our creativity a lot of writers report that they even if they've got writer's block, some of them can suddenly get the burst of super creativity around the time of the full moon because of that effect on the mind. So it's great. I mean, I love to be in the presence of moonlight as much as possible. So if it's a clear night, we don't always get them here in the UK. It's often cloudy. But when we get a good, clear night where we can really bathe in that moonlight, I'm out there, I'm outside, I'm sitting down, and I am just literally, yes, come to me, moon energy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know that we've had some some spectacular views of the moon. You catch it just right, and it just mm-hmm. it's just huge. I remember when Jessie was little, I took her to um, a restaurant for her birthday that was up on the hill in Colorado Springs, Colorado. It's called the Pepper Tree. It's my favorite place to go. Mm-hmm. And all the windows, uh, had, are, the windows are all around the the room, so that you can see this beautiful view of the the downtown Colorado Springs and there the moon came up this night while we were sitting there having dinner because it was in December and it came up between two tall buildings and it was orange and it was so incredibly beautiful and it was just huge from one side of the building to the other because there were you know two of them there together and then the next thing you know it's small you know, it just moves just a little bit, and then it's small. Mm. Um, but it, I wish I could have gotten a picture of that. Do you know why that happens? No. Why does that happen? The moon, when it's rising, the moon looks bigger because it's magnified through different layers in the atmosphere. So it's an optical illusion of it looking bigger. That's why it looks so much smaller as it rises. Hmm. I well, I still like that. it when it's... <laughs> Sorry. What was that? I was just saying I had to research it because one night here it was so big on the horizon and then it went small very, very quickly. I was like, there's something weird about that. Google, come on, <laughs> tell me. <laughs> and that's why. It's literally an optical illusion so that it seems bigger. I think hmm. it's something to do with heat. I'm not sure. I can't remember exactly. Oh. Um, yeah, there's a reason for it. So um, for me... I mean, the moon is powerful. It's something that I consider sacred, and the Buddhists also consider every full moon to be a sacred time. And when you think about how ancient people must have felt, you know, the Aboriginal people of the earth, when they must have looked up into the sky and seen this ball of light, 
um, you can see why we've got so much myth and, you know, so many different names for full moons as well. You know, in different parts of the world, there, you know, I mean, for example, we've got Sturgeon Moon at the moment, which is referred to, that goes right back to the Aboriginal Native American people. You know, that it was easier for them to catch Sturgeon at that time. So that's mm-hmm. why it was named that. Um a lot of this one in particular in August, a lot of cultures all over the world, ancient cultures, refer make some reference to harvest in the name. You know, so for example, here we've got barley moon. You know, that's the, an old Celtic name. Um, so it's always from the ancient and, and their wisdom perspective, the moon is a sacred thing because they would live their life by it, almost like the sun as well. Mm-hmm. So there were thirteen there are thirteen moon cycles in every year. And before we got the uh, Gregorian calendar, the year was split into thirteen. So this is why we have such emphasis also on the number thirteen. You know, because that is all about the moon. The word month is derived from the word moon. So before we got the Gregorian calendar, a month was literally a moon cycle, you know? Mm. It's fascinating. When you look at things that we take for granted or just use every day, there's so much that we don't realise that's involved. And the names, I mean, I'm a bit peculiar about names for moons, actually. You know, this this is one of my pet peeves. Because over the years, a lot of people have added their own new age um, version, shall we say, <laughs> um, which I'm always a little bit hmm, about. But if you look at the really old ancient references to it, you'll see that it's all about nature. Always, mm. always about nature. You know, and like I was saying about um, harvest time, you know, even even amongst ancient cultures, we've got this one moon we're experiencing now. Some people call it the full green corn moon, the blueberry moon. You know, there's just lots and lots of different names. Snow moon, storm moon, hunger moon, wolf moon. You know, people, that's in the southern hemisphere where obviously the seasons are on on a different um, schedule to ours in the north. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you could look into this and talk all day long just on that aspect of it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, the other thing I was going to ask you about, Kate, is um, about your work with angels and the moon. I mean, I know that the angel associated with the moon is Archangel Gabriel. Um, We refer to Archangel Gabriel as a he, but we know that angels are neither male or female. They are androgynous. Um, But the, the wonderful work that you do with angels is how do you find that moon energy applies with that? Well, I'm so glad you asked that, Rachel, because I get really excited about talking about the angels and working with their energy. You know, when when I grew up, so much of the time I felt so isolated and alone and like, you know, I didn't fit in and and because I had this this belief that there was something bigger than me. I didn't know what it was, but I knew that there was something out there, something that I couldn't see that could support me. And I, I finally tuned in that that was, that was my angels trying to support me, or they were supporting me, and I didn't know who or what they were, but they were with me all the time. And now, as an adult, I work with them to help not only support me, but to help others to feel that energy and recognize it and to support them. And what I've learned with working with the angels and the moon, you know, we have that energy going on anyway, that pull, that gravitational pull we were just talking about earlier. And when you add the angel energy to that intentionally, you know, with setting an intention, it becomes extremely powerful. Um, You know, you do a lot of work with setting intention and pulling things together and making things happen. And when you work with the angels, I've uh, created a couple of programs where we do the full moon and we work with the angels with the new moon. And when we work with them with the full moon, 
we can set that intention and work with their energy and the moon's energy and open that pathway to miracles. Because, you know, as humans, we take in that human conditioning and, and teachings of that we're limited and and we we can only do certain things and that we're restricted by our ability to create or change our lives because of where we are or whether we're male or female or 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 what's happened in our lives in the past. But the reality is that if you can dream something, you can achieve it. It's already yours at that higher plane of existence. So when we work with the angels using the full moon energy or the new moon energy, we can create those miracles so much more quickly when we get into that energy. And when we work with the new moon, you know, Florence Kovalshin talks about the darkness before the dawn because so many times when we're trying to create or manifest something in our lives, just before it happens, you know, we're working on it, and next thing you know, it's like everything goes to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, what happened? I was working on this, and things were good, and it was almost here, and then it's just like it falls apart. Well, it doesn't really fall apart. It's Florence calls it that darkness before the dawn. And one of her students asked her, how long do you have to stay in the dark? And she said, until you can see. And when we work with the new moon energy, when it's dark, and you close your eyes, and then you wait a little bit, and you open your eyes, you can see in the dark. So when we take that time when the moon is is new to just breathe into that energy and allow our eyes to focus in the dark, we can open that portal to prosperity because we can see, start to see through our creation energy all the things that are really possible for us. And the angels help to hold that space. And it is so exciting. It's really awesome, that. And the work I do at New Moon as well, is, I, I find that a brilliant time to set intentions, especially new intentions. So when you need to breathe new life into something, you set your intention to use the gratitude you feel, that thanks that you give for all the existing skills and abilities that you carry, all the wonderful things that are already in your life. You can use that energy to then sow, at that point, new seeds in any area of your life that needs a breath of fresh air. So, you know, it's you can change anything you want, really, harnessing that energy at New Moon because you can increase by focusing your intention, you can increase personal goals in your career, your family harmony, you can improve your relationships, health even. I've used that to actually help boost um, my pain management as well with the conditions I've got. So anything at New Moon that you need to focus on, even wider issues such as bringing energetic input to those who can bring about world peace, you know, mm-hmm. asking for abundance of food for everyone on the planet who needs it. Just anything like that, we can just use our intention and focusing on that energy from the moon to power that up. You know, it's it's really quite powerful. I mean, I I use a really simple meditation with new moon energy. So, you know, it's literally as simple as grounding yourself, placing protection around yourself, and lighting a white candle. And as you do, you give thanks and state your intent that you're about to be open to receive wisdom from whoever your higher power is, be it your guides, angels, God, Buddha. And then welcome that energy and give them permission to assist you in creating that sacred intention. So you can even light incense or use herbs or oils if you want to. Great ones for new moon energy, a star anise, juniper, valerian, cedar, sandalwood. Um, and then you leave that candle somewhere where it can burn down safely without being blown out. So you need to be mm-hmm. careful about what time of day and that you're not going out somewhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then write down your sacred intention for the meditation before you do it. So if you want to draw symbols, for example, if you're a Reiki practitioner, you might want to draw um, the Chokurei symbol or something that's personal to you that means I'm powering this up. Mm-hmm. And... Just use something that represents your vision. 
You can even journal as well. I mean, oh, brilliant, especially at full moon to journal. But mm-hmm. new moon is a good time to journal about what you want to make bigger. What do you want to manifest? What do you want to bring into your life? And channel your mental and emotional energies into that written intention. State it really clearly. And make sure that you word it with no expense or detriment to anybody else. Mm-hmm. And then if you meditate, visualize a bright cord of light, whichever color you choose, connecting you from the solar plexus to the moon. Just visualize it. And then focus on any illusion of separation from everything else in the universe and allow it to melt away. Because the moon is made of the same stardust that we're made of. That might sound a bit woo-woo and hippie, but it's true. On a subatomic level, when we look into the elements that the universe is composed of, whether it's a rock, the moon, us, a plant, my cat Shenley, we're all composed of the same stardust, the Mm -hmm. stuff that creates the universe. So focusing on that, so that there's no separation, that you focus on that level that you're feeling a part of all there is. That's all you need to do. And then when you close down the meditation, you just give thanks to all the experiences that you've received. And then ground yourself again. And that intention, that lighting of the candle and the paper you've written on, you can power up so much just with the moon energy. And then you put the paper you've written on in a sacred place. Some people have got a special book or a journal or an altar or just a box that they keep special things in. Mm-hmm. And then when the book becomes full, you can review it again, get your piece of paper out, read back, check in at different times in the following moon cycle to see if your progress corresponds and see what's happening. So something I wanted to talk about as well was why we do things at new moon or full moon, you know, what are the cycles of the moon and what happens? So you might have Rachel, heard reference. Sorry. Rachel, let's let's take a brief break and okay. we'll be right back to to learn all about the different cycles. Can, so we'll be right back. Do you need spiritual help? If you want to be stronger, confident, happier, fearless and a lot more able to roll with what life brings to you, work with me to learn how. I can teach you one-to-one or via distance learning how to control and enhance your natural clairvoyance and healing abilities with over 25 years of my own experience. Begin to transform your life right now with some down-to-earth help, interesting articles and tips at rachelkeen.net. with Rachel and Kate Spiritual Speak. Rachel and I are here with you today sharing with you information and secrets and insights into working with the powerful energy of the moon. And Rachel, you were just about to share with us a different cycle. Yeah, I mean... We've probably heard reference to waxing or waning energy in terms of the moon. So I'm going to explain a little bit about that in case people don't know. So a waxing moon just means that the moon is getting larger in the sky. So it's moving from the new moon darkness towards the full moon. So it's a brilliant time for any energy work that will attract and bring something to you, especially positive change. So people often think, okay, well, I'd like to think about increasing my um, financial situation or I'd like to bring more love into my life, more positive energy for my family. So it's a time for growth. So it's a time for new beginnings, to really conceptualize ideas you've got, to invoke energy into something that's real. And so that's a brilliant time. And it lasts about 14 days. And then you have the full moon phase which is when the moon has reached its peak, as it is today, it's a perfect sphere in the sky. So this is a time for transformation, 
focusing on increasing your psychic awareness or your ability. Some people like to do a little bit of energy work for fertility um, and, you know, really taking advantage of that fullness. So it's a time for strength. It's a time that traditionally in magical energy work especially is where love and power is felt most. And that lasts about three days. So the way the waxing period is about three days before and then three days after the actual full moon day itself. And then we've got the waning moon aspect, which means the moon is decreasing in size. So it's moving from the full moon towards the new moon again. And so that's a time for any energy work that banishes, releases, or reverses something. So it's a time for breaking bad habits, any sort of addictive behavior, or ending a bad relationship. It's a perfect time to do that. So it's a time of really deep intuition. So that's when you might know things without knowing how you know them. You just feel very positively, absolutely sure. Um, and traditionally, it's a time for divination as well. So people that are learning to read tarot cards, for example, might find that they have more progress and everything sinks in and makes more sense if they focus their energies on learning during the waning moon phase. And again, that lasts about 14 days and then it comes back to the waxing phase again. So we look at the, the sky and, for example, I mean, I mentioned Archangel Gabriel earlier and... You know, on the lunar wheel, Gabriel would be positioned in the west, which is the position of the waning moon. And so, again, waning moon, also represented by the element of water. So if you're seeking healing or you're performing healing ceremonies for other people, you know, being conscious of the direction you're in as well, you know, facing the west, that can help during the time of a waning moon to help banish energies. You know, and the same with when the moon is waxing, you would face east. So there are so many ways we can use moon energy. I personally have got, especially for my full moon work, I've got a beautiful um, wooden wand with a clear quartz tip, which I like to sit with. I mean, if my neighbours could see me, they'd probably think I was cuckoo, but I just sit <laughs> quietly. I hold the wand. It's not like Harry Potter. I don't poke it out in front of me. I just hold it naturally. And I sit and I just look at the moon and I just pull the energy down and I visualize it coming into me through my crown and I also visualize it coming in through the wand as well. And then that wand can sit in my house all charged up with this wonderful energy and it's there for me to use. So it's almost like charging your phone. You know, you can do that with any object or crystal, anything that you consider to be something that is a holder of energy or a transmuter of energy. Anything that's sacred to you, you can hold it in your hand with you as you gaze at the moon energy and allow that to become filled with it as well. And you can clean your clean and clear your crystals in the moon uh, moonlight yeah. too, correct? Absolutely. Full moon, I've got all my crystals on my windowsills and if it's a good clear night and it's warm, I'll put my crystals outside and I'll allow that the 24 hours of the full moon energy and the sun energy on the following day, you cleanse and power up my crystals again. Um, there's lots of different ways you can cleanse crystals, but full moon is probably the easiest, actually. If you want to be lazy <laughs> or if you haven't got much time, just get all your crystals where the moonlight can hit them, whether it's indoors or outside, then it will do its job. Mm, excellent. Um, you know, so many times, you know, we all live a human life and, and things can be going great and things are fine and then you know then we have little hiccups and and you know we get disappointed or or something happens that you know we have some disharmony with someone and we can use the the energy of the moon to help and well and with the angels but using that moon cycle it's every you know roughly every two weeks that you know we can recharge ourselves and and really set into motion changes in our lives. Um, do you have any tips that you'd like to share with our listeners about how to manifest a better life? I know you told us about the meditations and, and working with that, but, you know, we, we get caught up in everyday life, uh, and 
is there some something some kind of tip or trick that you use to help remind you to stay in your intention? But in terms of using moon energy, yeah, I mean, I'll, again, I'll pay attention to whatever cycle I'm in at that moment with the moon. So if it's waxing, I think, okay, well, where do I need to place my energy and my attention? What thoughts do I need to have? And what thoughts do I need to avoid, depending on the cycle of the moon? I mean, I don't live my life completely strictly like that, but it can help if you're going through a tough time, definitely. So, as I was saying, you know, if the moon is waxing, then you focus on all the stuff that you're grateful for and ask for more of that to come and ask for positive energy to come in and neutralize anything negative that's happening with you. And again, you can, if you've got a clear night and you can see the moon, whatever phase it's in, just sitting outside and using that as a tool of focus. You know, I mean, some people say, oh, okay, it's just a big rock floating around in space. How can it influence anything? <laughs> well, it influences the tides well enough. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Then it can just be a great representation at the very least of something magical that we can just use the tool of focus to get our thoughts in line and straight. That's it. So, again, if the moon is um, waning, you know, you'd, you'd look at that time to say, okay, well, yeah, I'm having a really bad day or I've had a terrible week or I've had some horrible news. What about that can I change? And if there is something about the situation you're in that you can change, you then use the the moon phase again. If it's waning or waxing, you use it to either bring in or to banish the things or the thoughts even that are making you unhappy. Mm. Mm. Excellent. Wow. Because, you know, so many times we get caught up in focusing on what we don't have or how awful something is instead of shifting that energy into the focus of what we really want to experience or creating that higher outcome. Instead, we're just stuck in that, oh, this is awful and I don't like it and I'm just going to wallow in this. (laughs) Yeah. but with the cycles of the moon that, you know, we, especially if we spend any time outside, we can start seeing that and reminding us that, wait a minute, I have power here. And, yeah. and I, can make, I can change things. And, the, and, you know, what I love about the moon is, you know, we can see it from inside. One of, we've got these windows because um, our house is an open concept, and we have these tall windows in the living room area that – when I'm sitting on the sofa, I can see the moon. It, it'll just come right into that window that I can see it and reminds us that we are so connected with the earth. And like you were saying earlier, we are of the same substance, you know, with the elements of what we are. And it's exciting to feel that connection, that grounding, and ultimately be empowered by it. Exactly. You know, it's like I was saying, even if you don't believe the moon has any magical power whatsoever, it's a powerful representation of a bright light in the darkness. So if you're having a terrible time, just seeing the moon can be an inspiration. So it all depends on what your beliefs are. I mean, I feel powerfully connected to it. I I don't know why. I just always have. I remember looking out of the car window in the back seat when I was a kid and just being mesmerized by the moon and feeling that there was almost like this cord of connection between me and it. Didn't understand mm-hmm. it. It was just something I felt on a very powerful subconscious level. So there's so much we can do, actually. I mean, there's the animal totem representations with the moon as well. I mean, we've probably all of us, if we're spiritually minded, seen some kind of art or ancient representation somewhere that's got a wolf or the hair on it with full moon. You know, so the wolf has been the, the psychic aspect of lunar folklore and with baying at the full moon, you know, howling at the moon. We all know that, right? Mm-hmm. So even the werewolf legend is based on a, a tiny grain of medical fact because the symptoms of a rare medical condition called lycanthropy, where a patient has fantasies of being a wolf, seems to be triggered by the full moon. And that could have been where the basis of werewolf legends come from. Um, the hair as well, you know, pictorial images of the hair have been found in 
so many different ancient cultures, including ancient Egypt. So the hair in the moon is well known in the Far East, Africa, South America, Europe, and it represents the lunar cycles from new to full and from waning to dark. You know, it's all about birth. I mean, Easter, mm -hmm. the Easter bunny, Easter itself is based on a moon cycle. You know, it's celebrated at a certain point in the moon cycle. That's why it's always different every year. It has to be at a certain point. So it's a representation of fertility. So you could mm -hmm. have, you know, something as simple as if you want to bring more um, prosperity, more creativity, anything where fertility, the growing of something from small to big is a symbol Get yourself a little, little bunny thing that you can keep in your pocket, like a little model bunny or just have a picture or something that represents that and use that as a, a little totem to focus on just to remind yourself, okay, I'm in creative mode here. I'm wanting to grow something. I want it to be bigger. Um, you know, it, <laughs> there's so many different correlations, so much symbolism to do with the moon. Absolutely huge. And the hair as well, you know, bunny rabbit hair, it's absolutely associated with seeking joy and illumination. And sometimes it's representing the need to get quick results as well. So you can make your own references to do with the moon. You can use ancient law, but you can also make up your own associations and make it powerful, empower it, make it yours. Mm -hmm. I remember as a child seeing the moon in the dark and it always gave me hope that there was light in the dark yeah that you know no matter how awful i might be feeling that it was going to get better it was it was a symbol of hope and i, I think i still feel that today mm. yeah i do i mean I, I get really happy when i see the moon especially when it's full Absolutely happy. Like last night, all you hear was, "Oh, look at the moon!" Looks <laughs> <laughs> amazing. And he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> you know, but it's just that sort of stuff with me. Obviously, twenty-three years of it, he's definitely used to it. But um, you know, we can use moon power to really help our psychic awareness as well. So you can even, you know, place an aquamarine under your pillow. And ask that you get more psychic dreams at times when the moon is full. You know, it's I mean, aquamarine is really common. You can get it quite easily. A moonstone as well, literally named for the moon because it's got a shine known in crystal circles as chatoyant, um, which it's almost like it reflects the light back at you like a cat's eye. Mm -hmm. And so you put a moonstone or an aquamarine or both into maybe a little pouch or you could have it placed with a pale blue or silver ribbon. And just, obviously, you need to dedicate the crystal to your energy and ask it to be yours and work with you first. Um, and then just place it under your pillow. And then you literally ask, as an exchange for the moon's help, you can have anything, for example, moon flowers, jasmine, that's a flower that's always been thought of as dedicated to the moon and her energy because it blooms and opens at night and it gives it scent at night. So you could use that as well under your pillow and just ask with any kind of personal prayer you wish monthly to ask for help, that your dreams give you insight, that your dreams will give you some kind of message or symbolism. And that does work. I've actually done that myself. In the early days of my psychic treatment, I did use that, and it was really helpful. So there are so many things we can do. I could talk about the moon all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you have a question, any of you have a question who are listening um, online, or I see that we have a few callers, if you'd like to ask us a question, just raise your hand by pushing star 2. If you want to call in, that number is 646-668-8. Two, three, two, and we're just going to take another really short break here, and we'll be right back. Is worry dragging you down and robbing you of joy and happiness? Then it's time you met your worry angel. 
When you get the free essential mastery tools from the Soul Kisses website, you'll be gently guided to meet your worry angel and learn to work with him to live your life worry-free. There's nothing sadder than an unemployed worry angel. Meet yours and keep him employed. Go to soulkisses.com to get your free essential mastery tools. You're live with Rachel and Kate Spiritual Speak. I don't know if if you all heard Magic Angel Feather growling. That wasn't a wolf howling or growling at the moon. It was Magic Angel Feather. He's loose and um, obviously hearing something. I apologize for that. Okay, so um, I tried pushing star two on my phone, and it will not show up that my hand is up. But we do have a couple callers on the line. I'm going to bring you on in case you have your hand up, and it's just not working. Okay, so the last four numbers of this phone number are 2494. Hi, you're live on the air with Rachel and Kate. Hello? Hello? Hi, did you have a question for us or were you just listening? <laughs> no, I did have a question. I was like, I got interrupted here on the phone and I was like, oh my, I'm going to lose you two girls here. It was <laughs> just been fascinating. I love what you're saying, I'm just like all all ears. <laughs> and what's your uh, name? Marianne. Hi, Marianne. Hi, hi, Marianne. hi, hi, hi. Oh, this is wonderful. I I've been with you, Kate, for quite a while, and with the um, uh, the class that you did on Francis Scovelshin. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've been following you, and I've been on board for a while. So I feel this is an honor to be actually talking to you, both of you. <laughs> well, I'm excited you're here. Thank you for joining us. Well, I have an interesting question for you, and maybe you can give me some insight. Um, because you were saying uh, about the darkness before dawn, and I thought, okay, this is, I need a little bit of insight. Maybe you can tell me, and I want to make it short because I know there's a lot of people that are listening that maybe want some of your time as well. But we have been working on purchasing an acreage. We've been renting for quite a number of years, and we are, like, so, so tired of it because we want our own place. And uh, we moved here from British Columbia. I'm in Canada, actually. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we moved from uh, British Columbia to Saskatchewan and have been renting because we weren't sure if we were staying work-wise and everything like that. So... Here we we've looked at different places and nothing seemed to quite suit us. And now we found a place about a month ago, and we just really right away it just felt right. It's it's a beautiful place. It's not anything fancy of a house. It's an older '70s style bungalow house, and it's nothing to be terribly excited about. But we just love the place, you know. Mm-hmm. And now. We, because my husband is self-employed, he owns a trucking business, so our personal income comes out of the business. And when we took our tax returns to the bank, they could not figure them out. You said they they were just like made such a mess of it. So we went to another bank, and we've been having some issues, but we think it's going to work. But guess what? Yesterday was our due date to have our funds available, and. Today is full moon. And honestly, girls, I was at the point yesterday, I was just bawling and crying because it looked like it might not work. And our only hope was that she would give us an extension, the lady we're buying it from, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was, I said to my husband, I was so, I, I literally have had a headache for over a week already because I've been so stressed out. And yesterday I said to him, I don't even want this place anymore because it's just causing us so much stress and this isn't even right because buying an acreage and we're so excited about it, but it's caused so much grief that I'm, and it shouldn't be that way. It should be exciting and fun, you know? Mm-hmm. And 
thankfully she extended it. She gave us another two weeks, and we we're just like over the moon about it. Well, Mary, hilarious. You know, you you you're familiar with Florence's teachings and that darkness before the dawn, and uh-huh. you know when something is yours. Okay. And let me ask you: Have you? Have you gone into that energy of you're driving into the driveway and you're going unlocking the door and going in and fixing dinner? Yes. And, okay. So, yes. So you oh, moved into it, that I, energy. I, see, see, I thought I was overdoing it. I literally took an aerial photo from online of the property and we, we were just drooling over it, where we would put our garden and where we would have the <laughs> chicken coop. And, and I, I was like, am I going too far with this? You can't oh. go too far, you, you know, in my opinion. You can't go too far. You know, when yeah. we were looking for a house, um, here in Colorado, it's it's not easy to find a place to live because uh-huh. there are 100,000 people moving into Colorado, at, like, every month. I mean, it's it's crazy. Yeah. And when we went to look for a house, um, uh, this the house that we were living in just miraculously appeared it had been we wanted to rent because my husband wants to build uh later okay. but we we were looking for a house to rent and this one had been rented and um i kind of stomped my foot with the universe and i went into the energy of what my house was going to feel like and was like okay yeah. i yeah. know this is my house where is it and then there yeah. it was and okay. everything just worked out beautifully for us to get the house now there was like you we had some anxious moments because we're emotionally involved you know we're yeah. humans we get yeah. emotionally involved but yeah. when something is yours and when i ask you Marianne is this place yours <laughs> you feel it in your heart that it is yes. don't you you yes. live there you already did, live there but i know what you mean Kate because i did have that moment too when my first uh, when my husband first mentioned about going to look at it cuz we he had received a text from a friend saying, Isaac, there's a place for sale, just wanted to let you know, because otherwise we maybe wouldn't have seen it for a while, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like right away resisting it. I said, no, honey, we are looking at another place. There's an old guy that will be selling in a while. Let's not waste our time. (laughs) And then he said, but, dear, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt to go look. Mm-hmm. Why not? So he, and then he said, "Call the real estate. Let's see." Okay, and I did. I was a little bit dragging my feet, but I did. And I was like, "Okay, well, yeah, I guess it doesn't hurt, right?" And we were just—it felt so right, Kate. It felt so right. And my husband is like really one to think things over. And my daughter, our youngest daughter, she's 16. She said, "Mom, could you believe it? Dad was so excited." She said. And he's a very quiet guy. He's standing there, and I said, well, are you ready to sign the papers? He said, yes. And you know, I thought, When a guy what? gets excited about something like that, you really got to listen to that. Um, <laughs> let me just suggest to you that you maybe you print out that plot that you took, uh, that picture, and, uh-huh. and, and put a note, here's the garden. Here's the I chicken did, soup. Kate. You did do I that. Did. Okay, great. I did. And yes. Get some. And I, get some I cards. even wrote. I even wrote on the page. I wrote because I did a. Uh, I printed it off on my printer in color, you know. Mm-hmm. And I wrote on there, "May all our dreams come true." <laughs> That's great, Rachel. What do you think about all this? Well, I've used. Funny enough, I've used moon energy to manifest this kind of thing. Yeah. Once in my life, I. Used moon energy to um, sell a house that wasn't selling, and it sold literally within two weeks after I used the moon energy to do that and put that intent and energy into it. And you're right, it's all about intent and visualization. If you visualize something as yours, if you truly feel that it's yours, especially if you feel it in your solar plexus as much as your heart and your head, that thing is yours. And all heaven and earth will be moved to make it yours if it's for you. And the second time yeah. I did it was to get the place I'm in now, which is amazing. I was we'd we'd made a house move that didn't go well. We were in a house from hell, and I literally at full moon we'd been in that house ten days, and I stood outside 
and I looked at the full moon and I felt the energy come to me and I said, I'm going to use your energy, Mother Moon, to get us out of here within the next two weeks and I will find us the house of our dreams. Uh-huh. I couldn't have written a wish list as great as the house I'm living in right now. It is perfect <laughs> in every way for us oh. as individuals. It might not be everyone's cup of tea, but yeah. it's the perfect for us. So I used that energy and I used it to really empower myself to get what I wanted, not in a mercenary way, but in the way that was providing for the greater good of me and my husband. So if you know that place is yours, all you've got to do is just visualize it strongly and you've done everything right. Well, you know, that's how I felt yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. And and I felt I had I had so many confirmations just along yeah. the way. I've had so mm-hmm. many confirmations. And in fact I even talked to a friend from Alberta another province, she called me two days ago and I was telling her, I said, This is so phenomenal that you called me today. I hadn't talked to her for a month. And I said, We're just going through a really hard time. We're buying a place and it seems like it's not gonna work but it feels like it's supposed to and I told yeah. her my grief, and I said, oh, please, send me some good energy. And then she said, Marianne, it's yours. Yeah. And yeah. here yesterday morning, I thought, okay, Dawn even said, it's yours, Marianne, nothing can change that. And I thought, okay, am I being misled? Am I being disillusioned? What is wrong? And then when she signed the contract that we could have more time, I thought, oh, okay. Okay, so Marianne, Marianne. You're you're right here. You're at the darkness before the dawn, and the light yeah. is starting to come in. So, okay. and you've talked about how all these things have the the it's not here yet, and that's yeah. what I talked about earlier. We get stuck in that. Let's yeah. just just with that full moon energy. And Rachel spoke earlier, and you can listen to the recording of our Blog Talk Radio again if you didn't write down her steps of working with the full moon energy to manifest what you want. You can listen to it again and do that step-by-step, being in that full energy of excitement and joy, and just let it be. And, you know, if those those thoughts of what if it doesn't work comes up, don't yeah. don't feed into them. Just acknowledge them and bless them on their way. And okay. And with your intention, like Rachel just said, the highest good of you and your family. And uh-huh. ultimately, the highest good of the person you're purchasing from, too, because they want yeah. to sell it. Yes. Yes, exactly. So being in that energy, it's a win for everyone. Yeah, and, and being I can in see that energy. It's a, it's a very old place that her folks-in-law lived, uh, homesteaded it. And when you said that, it made me think of that. I have a strong feeling she wants someone to have it that will love it as much as they mm-hmm. did. You know, mm-hmm. when you said that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Makes all the difference in the world. Well, Marianne, um, thank you. <laughs> you are so welcome, and please let us know how okay. this comes to fruition for you because okay. we know it will. So now, one more question about the moon. So, okay. since she gave us um, more time, the real estate guy gave us till the 29th. That was the day he chose, and it doesn't seem right to me, Kate and um, um, your friend. Forget. Rachel. The other gal, that's Rachel. <laughs> yes. What What have you got to say about that? Like, it just doesn't seem the right day, or should if I not worry about it? No, don't worry about it. Sometimes yeah, you just got to get out of your own way. You have to okay. get out of your own way and not think about what could go wrong. You just okay. think, okay, it's a done deal. I'm just waiting for it to manifest okay. into reality and action. Mm-hmm. So if it doesn't feel right, you're absolutely correct. It will be something else. But I yeah, they'll change it. Out for the greater good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I would have rather chose September first because that's a new moon. Mm. Well, let's see. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you know what? What it, when you're in that energy of creating the highest good for all concerned, ultimately uh-huh. that is what will come to fruition. When you okay. don't let the fear get involved, when you let fear get involved, it's like it's like you've built a house. The, a beautiful home, and you pull the the support out from under, and it just collapses. So okay. don't let the fear get involved. Yeah. Maintain your strength. You can do it. Okay. 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 Thank you. That's Thank wonderful. Thank you so much for calling oh, in. 
thank you too thank you. very much. <laughs> Have a wonderful day. You too. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. So okay. what's on the subject of manifesting things, Kate? Can I talk about wishing moons? Because this ties in perfectly with that call. Um, yeah, um, we also have we have somebody else with their hand up. So um, let's go go ahead and, and share with us the wishing moon, and then we'll take this other call. Okay, so there are eight wishing moons in the calendar year. So these are like super moons where we can use that energy at that full moon time to be making lists of wishes, hopes, aspirations, which over time will manifest. So this is something that you can do. It's really simple. I've actually got a step-by-step guide on my website. I've also, I do workshops on this subject matter on the Wishing Moon Days themselves, just to give you extra power. So it's basically writing out your wish list, and you word it very, very carefully for the greater good, never anyone's expense. Add a single drop of sandalwood oil, or jasmine or willow to the paper, even jasmine flowers. And then you bury that list with a moonstone and you bury it until the next full moon. You can bury it in a planter, a flower pot or a window box if you've got an indoor space and not outdoors. Any earth-based thing is fine. Or you can put it in a special box or an altar or a jar. And as you place the list in stone, say a few words to seal your intent for the things you want to manifest. So, again... It's very much like the new moon ritual I was talking about earlier. This one I actually used to sell a house, and it worked a treat. So next wishing moon dates are on my website too. The next one is on the 16th of September. The one after that is 14th of November. One after that, 14th of December. So use that energy. You can find out more about it on my website, like I said. But I really wanted to get that in quickly because... What we were just talking about on that call can be massively, massively empowered by that particular set of work. And that's an ancient tradition. Not not everyone knows about this. It's work that has been passed down for many, many hundreds of years. So use it. I want everyone to be aware of it and to really use it to empower their lives. So do we have time for another call, Kate? Yeah, we've got just a few minutes. We're going to take this caller. Your last four numbers of your phone number are 36 one nine. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, did you have a question about uh, the moon? Yes. Um, right now I'm unemployed and I, how do I manifest like a new job in finance you know, funds coming in? I have to go back and listen from the beginning. I tuned in late. Okay, so hi, first of all, what's your name? My name is Stacy. Hi, Stacey. Um, it's re- if you can tune into the earlier part of the show, you'll see I've talked through step-by-step step how to really do that and to use the moon's energy. I mean, we're at full moon now, so you've actually got the perfect time now to focus and use that energy to generate more work. Also, sometimes when a job isn't available, if a job's not coming to you, what could you do? What can you do to generate your own income? Maybe some kind of using your skills in self-employment. Maybe you could do a leaflet drop and use your skills that way. So you can tell the world what you've got to offer. You don't have to wait for somebody to come give it to you. That's what I did many years ago, and it worked out really well for me. So I would recommend using that energy to power up your confidence, power up your spirit, and just say, okay, full moon, Give me that confidence. Give me that power to generate the opportunities to get that job or to make work for myself. But if you listen to the early part of the show, you'll see a bit more info about that. Okay. Yeah, and Stacey, the recording of the show will be available just a few moments after we complete, and we are almost at the top of the hour, so we'll be completing. So you can go back and listen to that, and Rachel does talk step-by-step step exactly what to do. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling in, Stacey. Okay, wow, Rachel, we are almost at the top of the hour. What an hour that was. I could seriously <laughs> I'm talking for another hour about this. So I've tried to cram in as much info as I can and I know you have. I just hope everyone's enjoyed the show and that they use the moon energy tap into it in a way they may never have done before just mm-hmm. to empower their lives. I know I do. works wonders for me. Mm. 
Well, thank you, everyone, for being with us today. We are so excited to share this time with you. And we will be live again on, I believe, it's September the 1st. That will be the first Thursday of September. And I hope that you'll be able to join us then. If you joined us late, and several people did, if you go back and listen to the first part of the recording, Rachel does walk you step-by-step on what to do to manifest what you're wanting to create in your life with the power of the new and full moon. So thank you, everyone, for being with us, and we will see you on the 1st of September. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.